This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring producer Moraz and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. All right, and a happy Monday morning to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio in 20 minutes. We are stunned to news in 40 minutes. Rob Manfred with another tone-deaf moment. We begin, though, with the Stephon Diggs and Buffalo Bills saga. According to the Boston Globe, Diggs has been unhappy with his role in the offense and his voice in play calling. And that's the reason behind what was going on last week when Diggs wasn't at minicamp on Tuesday and then ultimately the Bills came to some type of agreement with him, understanding with him, and then they canceled OTAs or minicamp for Wednesday and everybody said, no, we're good here. Everything is good here. Now, this sounds a little too convenient for my liking. Okay, because last week, Sean McDermott said Stephon Diggs' absence was, quote, very concerning. Secondly, Josh Allen said internally we're working on some things and then said those things are not football-related. Again, I'll repeat, Josh Allen said we're internally working on things and they are, quote, not football-related. And so then the day after this is said, the the absence is very concerning. Josh Allen, it's not football-related. Josh Allen saying there's things I can do better. Through all of that, The Bills come back the next day and they say, nothing to see here. We're all good. We had a good conversation. Boom. And now, the next week, the story is, oh, it was just about play calling. Well, that's very football related. Feels to me there is something at the core here between Allen and Diggs or Diggs and the organization, or something personal that happened, and that the Bills are going to great lengths to button up and tie up what happened the uh, the day before. And 
What happened at the end of last year when we saw Diggs screaming at Josh Allen on the sideline during that playoff loss? And could some of this be football? Sure, that's that's wrapped up into things. It's always wrapped up into things when you have football players, football teams, and the undercurrent is, well, you know, there's football stuff in here. So maybe part of it is that Stephon Diggs feels like he doesn't have an ally in Josh Allen. Maybe he feels like Allen wasn't enough of a support system. Perhaps he feels as though the organization has ignored him with some thoughts on the offense. And maybe there is part of this that is the truth, that Stephon Diggs would like to have more of a voice in the offense and a bigger role. And that's that's possible. But that can't be the reason he sat out OTAs. That That is just, that is not the reason something like this comes to a head the way that it did. That is something that Stephon Diggs doesn't say, I'm not going to camp today because I want a bigger role in the offense. Those are conversations guys have with their coaches, going to the coach's office, things happen, things are said, yada, yada, yada. When you don't show up and the quarterback says that there are non-football things we got to work through, that's that's really the crux of it. And I, look, I, I'm not, I don't expect the Buffalo Bills to come out in public and say one of our stars hates our other stars because X, Y, and Z happened. I don't expect that. But what I think becomes clumsy is when the world kind of gets a sense of what's going on, your own players or coaches start to pull back the the curtain on it, and then you go into super PR damage mode and go, no, 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 no. That's not what it is. It's this, this, and this, and this. Because then it's very unbelievable. I think to a lot of times I watch this happen on a local level when I worked in Miami, Kansas City, and Boston. And I saw how a team would treat a player or a coach up until they traded, cut, or fired that person. And they would protect them, protect them, protect them. They would gloss them, gloss them, gloss them. They would say good things, good things, good things. And then the moment that person was no longer employed, it was, and you wouldn't believe what he did. This happened so often that I just, I started rolling my eyes like, okay, so now what you do is the moment that person is no longer with us, let's convince everybody about how bad he was and why we don't need him around anymore. It's the same type of thing. It's the moment that Diggs and Josh Allen have something bubbling under the surface that clearly is is pouring out into the public. It's, oh, no, no, no. Everything that you thought is definitely not real. No, no, no. We'll, now we'll leak the truth out there. When you can't buy it, you can't believe it, so... I don't believe this story. I don't believe it for a second that the the biggest reason of the disconnect is football related and a role in the offense. Not buying that. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. As you probably know by now, the Suns make a big deal over the weekend. They are landing Bradley Beal. The guy is a three-time NBA All-Star. He averaged more than 20 points per game. He was the best player on a bad team in Washington for many years. He finally gets some freedom, gets to go out and play for a good team. However, there is a cost in that nobody wanted a deal for this contract. It is a monster. Beal makes 
50 million bucks a year for the next four years. He's got three years guaranteed and then a player option for the fourth year. You guess what? He's opted in for that player option. He's got 57 million reasons to do so. So to trade for Bradley Beal at 30 years old means you got to pay 207 million bucks over the next four years. And if you're the Suns, that is a pretty penny because you've already got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. I think it makes the Suns one of the teams to beat. I think it certainly makes them one of the three to five best teams of the NBA. I certainly think what we saw this year, last year as well, and the year before when it went Bucks, Warriors, and now Nuggets, is that there's a group of teams that can win the NBA Finals. It, it's not a super team or two that definitely is going to run roughshod over the over the league. Even the last year when the, the Warriors won, they were not the one seed, and they weren't nearly as dominant as they were during their previous championship runs. They found a way to put it together when it mattered. But I, I think the Suns are in that conversation by virtue of a deal like this, but I think they were in the conversation even before this deal. Losing Chris Paul is not a big deal because of how ineffective he was last year. You put the ball now in the hands of Devin Booker to make decisions instead of Paul. That's fine. I think the big deal is that if you do add Bradley Beal to this roster, there's just no way to, to have any depth. This is going to be the ultimate top-heavy roster. And If they keep DeAndre Ayton, again, no exaggeration, they will basically have to have six to seven players of their roster that make the veterans minimum. You're talking about rookies or guys that make absolutely no money. So unless you are just chasing a ring to go to Phoenix, and, I mean, hey, it's a great place to live. Obviously, a lot of free agents like going there, warm weather, great town, good nightlife, et cetera. I mean, there's, there's reasons to want to go there, but you really have to find a slew of guys, the expendables, that don't want to make any cash and just want to go and try to chase a ring in Phoenix. You'll have no depth whatsoever. None. And can the Suns do it without any depth? Or do they have to trade DeAndre Ayton to free up that part of the roster and the, the payroll? That's the big question facing the Suns today. On Friday, the Bob's Bar show was epic. It keeps elevating year after year after year. It was just, it was just awesome. And if you listened, you heard some celebrity liners coming back from break over the course of the show. And these were awesome. They were done by Stephen Murray, who gave us the big baby in the landfill. And he actually came to Bob's bar. So it was great to meet Stephen, and, and he's done some awesome work for us. He's just a hardcore listener that has offered to help me out and, and do some fun liners and production and things like this. So this, this, was, so, this was so great. I wanted to play the, the celebrity rejoins from last week. From Friday. Why don't we start with let's start with Morgan Freeman, okay? Let's start with this one, Morgan Freeman from the, the Friday show. Hello, this is Morgan Freeman. You may know me from such projects as Mraz's Inner Monologue and Driving Miss Daisy. At this moment, Mraz is eyeing another breakfast sandwich. And he's distracted. Now he's looking at the donuts. Oh no. He's becoming very distracted. Now he's using a bagel as a coaster. This is bad. Very bad. Welcome to the Bob's Bar Show. Feels 
like you, you really have some gravitas behind it when Morgan Freeman says, welcome to the Bob's Bar Show. It's like, whoa. It's pretty cool. Let's hear Sean Connery now from Friday's show. Hello, this is Sean Connery. And this hideous collection of rogues and nitwits is just about the saddest group I've ever been around. I need to go mix myself a top-shelf martini to wash the stench of Entenmann's donut holes and spite-iced tea off of me. You asked for it. You got it. The Bob's Bar Show. (laughs) One thing I can guarantee you, there was no top-shelf martini that could have been made at Bob's Bar. A lot of spiked iced tea, though. That, that a lot there. of Arizona spiked iced tea. There, there was a martini on a top shelf in the place, but that's it. That's the closest. Is that what, what yeah, we you were it. not drinking that one. And finally, Liam Neeson welcoming us to Bob's Bar. Hello, this is Liam Neeson. And the four men in this backyard today have a particular set of skills, while sometimes hard to decipher. Those skills include creating four hours of incoherent madness each morning. And this is the peak of that madness. Welcome to the Bob's Bar Show. (laughs) (laughs) What I loved about Stephen Murray taking the the microphone at the show was he gave us a live Big Baby in the Landfill. Multiple live versions of it. And got a good pop from the crowd when he did. he sure did. It was a big reveal. Big Big Baby (laughs) and the Landfill. <laughs> Big baby and the landfill. The live version was really good. <laughs> it was really good. It was. It was. Something will be in analytics later, though. Uh, Stephen Murray might have angered a local patron at Bob's Bar. Oh, really? I got to wait till analytics to get to well, that? Well, unless we take it out of analytics. I'll, I'll give Pete something else. So he uh, he apparently, in a long conversation with my father, asked another guy, Jerry, there, uh, does he listen to the show? Where is he from? And Jerry said, actually, I'm a local patron, and you're in my seat. Apparently, Jerry was trying to get his seat back no. for the afternoon golf and could not get in his seat because Stephen Murray was in his normal stool. Is Jerry either Cliff or Norm? Not one of those two guys. Oh. Jerry sits at the end. Jerry showed up by the third hour of the show, was prepared to watch golf all day there. <laughs> and Stephen Murray was in his stool. So when the locals come to a big event, come on, my stool's taken? And told Stephen Murray you're in my stool. He showed up to the Bob's Bar show hoping golf was on the well, TV. He figured the U.S. Open. He knew the show was going up. He's like, ah, at least I'll come a little later. I'll get the U.S. Open in and couldn't get his stool. <laughs> now, Timbo Slice tweets, D.A., were there any YouTube chatters at Bob's Bar? Because I didn't see any. I only saw Twitch people repping at Bob's. Another reason why Twitch chat is better. Moist Pork also doubling down on this. Good morning, DA. For all the Twitch versus YouTube controversy, I don't recall meeting any YouTube listeners there. Hashtag just saying. Hashtag Bob's three. So this has been an internal civil war happening within the the show walls. Those that watch on YouTube or watch on Twitch and comment, and apparently you can't switch between the two. It's a Sharks and Jets situation. We are a YouTube household and that's because we don't know where to find the Twitch app. So we've got the <laughs> we have the YouTube app on our smart TV. So when my wife watches the show at home, she's got the YouTube app. I have the YouTube open on my laptop to to be able to watch her on my phone. I've got that app. I've got nothing against Twitch, but how about Glorious Splat on Friday, okay? One of the famed members of the Twitch comments. And he gave me a a a bag and said, hey, 
couple of gifts for you and, and for AJ. And I was like, oh, man, thanks so much. And I really didn't have a chance to go through all the stuff that people gave me, which was really generous and really nice. And so over the course of the day, Gloria Splat said, hey, can we get a picture? I said, of course. And every time he did, he said, but I, I, want, you to, I want you to open up the gift that I got you. So every time I was like, okay, I'll get there. And, you know, making the rounds, talking to people, thanking them for coming, et cetera, trying to get a little bit of food, getting a little bit of drink. I kept forgetting to open it up. Gloria Splat must have asked me four different times, ready to take that picture? But we need what's in that bag. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, fine. Finally, I go get the bag. We take a picture. I open it up. And it's a Twitch t-shirt. <laughs> he wanted me to, to wear or at least hold the Twitch t-shirt. <laughs> so, I mean, these Twitch people are insane. And so I don't know if they were, I don't know the split between the YouTube chats and the 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 Twitch chats, but apparently this was big stake in the ground, a flag planted like Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma or Ohio State. <laughs> That this was Twitch territory on Friday's Bob's Bar Show. Yeah, and I can tell you, Bob did re-watch on Twitch. He said him and my mother figured out how to download Twitch on their TV because I guess he heard people talking about Twitch, and he went back and rewatched the whole thing on Saturday, mm. and he said he was into it. Uh, I was told by my mother to tear in my father's eye going back and watching and how much he appreciated those four hours. Wow. He was there a, was there a moment that was more sentimental or the whole thing? Uh, the whole thing. He said by the time he got to Boyle's bacon, he said he was just overwhelmed with emotion at how like crazy he was watching that many people enjoy his bar. Wow. So he was apparently taken aback. Well, that's that's also another thing that we're going to delve into coming up here before Stun to a News. Missing bacon. I made a call. I made a seniority call. I order the code red. And seniority pant leg call. A seniority pant leg. I told no one. It was me and Boyle's secret play to run. We will discuss whether I overstepped my boundaries coming up here next and the fallout that continued after that. DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Where death by salsa is the least of your concerns. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. 23 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. You can always listen to us across the great CBS Sports Radio Network and also on your phone. Stream us using the free Odyssey app. You can pause, rewind, even fast forward. Live radio, you can always listen to the CBS Sports app as well for free to listen to the DA show. All right, guys. I called a play without any of you guys knowing. Last week, I knew that Boyle was, of course, coming to the the Bob's Bar show. We were going to oil Boyle. But I thought that Boyle's buildup of the perfect Canadian bacon and then complete crash and burn before we even knew what the script was going to be, he just quit, left one of the ultimate mysteries in DA show history. What was the script to the greatest Canadian bacon ever, perhaps? It was like, We didn't even get to have it play out and then judge. It was we didn't know what the script was. He got through half of it and then just quit. So I thought this would be so interesting in front of a live audience to know what the missing bacon was all about. So now me and Peter are officially confused. I thought he finished it. No, he quit before the end. He said that's your Canadian Bay. We got the ending score and everything. No, 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 no. I mean, when he quit when he flubbed it on the air live with us the first time. Yeah, but he still finished out bacon. Like, it's not like the game ended. He said his heart got taken out of it. No, he... What he did on Friday was not what he did for the bacon. Well, it couldn't have been. He had had so many Bob's Bar tie-ins. That was not... There was no way he wrote that script a week ago. No, it was mostly what he... I mean, he did lead in the Bob's Bar stuff. But, no, he left a bunch of stuff on the table. We didn't get the full bacon there. He didn't even do a song. Well, I remember him saying he abandoned the song. Yeah, no, he abandoned the end of his script. Okay. He oh, pulled that's the risk confusing. Cord. Okay, so that's what it meant by missing bacon. I thought he just gotcha. was doing a redo of the guarantee. No, there was missing bacon. We didn't get the full the full performance. So I'm like, can you do you have that script? Save that script. Now you're right. He did add stuff into it, play to the crowd. But I wanted him to perform that script as the missing bacon. Because if he didn't perform it there, we would never hear what the missing bacon was and whether or not it truly was a five-winker. I, I I think you're still clinging on to a lot of what we heard and he threw in the new stuff. I really do. I think you're getting taken for a loop here. Throwing a lot of new stuff. Well, he performs it in front of a live studio audience before he goes to get oiled. And when he delivers it, We wait for the bacon judge, the oinks, as Pete gives him one, two, three, four, 
Does he get the perfect five? No, five, four and a half oinks. And at that point in time, one of the great visuals ever is Justin in Albany at the bar waiting with bated breath. What is the score going to be? And when it's not a perfect five, collapses on himself, <laughs> loses balance like Craig Elo after Michael Jordan shot, could not believe that he didn't get a five oink and cries out, no! Oh! So overall, did the bit work or did we allow Boyle? Did I allow Boyle? Because I knew if I, I ran it by you guys, there would be some resistance to it. I wanted the surprise factor, the shock value. Did Boyle get too much grace there to be able to re-perform Bacon? No, and and as we would find out later in the day, Boyle deserved that moment pre-registered-wise. But no, I thought it was a big moment because it really got people to pull back closer to the bar because even with the low speakers we had, they wanted to hear everything that he said. And when he went into the Call Me Maybe thing, like kind of not sing-songy it, I heard echoes of Carter Verhage. Like people were into kind of echoing what he had to say. So I think it was an electric moment. I think that that Boyle loves a crowd. Yes. He really likes performing for the crowd. And I kind of sensed he could he could rise to the occasion in a moment like that. What I really enjoyed, not only Justin in Albany collapsing upon himself because it wasn't a perfect five oinks, was Mraz at first was not happy. No. What? There's a hidden bacon? We're letting him do this? There was a real resistance. About midway through, Mraz started to soften, and he had backed up and started smiling and nodding, like, no, oh, this is pretty good. No, oh, this is pretty good. That's pretty good. So I think that Boyle, by midway through, had won you over. With the missing bacon. I mean, that's fine. He got the trophy, which was big. He had the big trophy presentation. Look, the crowd enjoyed it. And that's what I realized in real time. When you're watching not just Bogus and DA and Pete, when you're watching a crowd with a glisten in their eye and a smile and a jaw drop, and I see what, what Pat Boyle had captured America's attention with, how could I not bend the knee at that point? It was very humble of you to, in your literally your own backyard, Yeah to give away the crown of King of the Oigs. Well, I'm a humble man from humble yeah. beginnings. And again, I saw the crowd reaction. Humble beginnings, yes. <laughs> no, I'm a humble man. You're not. Plus, who? it was just a soccer trophy wrapped in bacon. I was going to say, who not was the one that, that created that? Glorious Splat. It was Glorious Splat yes. that brought that He to. had a Twitch shirt to you. He also gave me bacon toilet paper. Glor Twitch came with Santa's sack. Glorious Splat bestowed upon <laughs> Pat Boyle. The King of Canadian Bacon Trophy, which was a rec league youth soccer trophy <laughs> that had bacon wrapped around the, the center part of but it. But it said, uh, you know, your Canadian Bacon King of the Oinks. Yeah. Fresh black. But it was a little girl playing soccer. Incorrect. It's actually Boyle kicking Sean's bald head <laughs> at Canadian Bacon. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense now. For, yeah. for your reign forever be salty, whatever it said. Yes. Your reign shall forever be salty. And it's a good point to bring up about Boyle. Boyle post-game earned most valuable player honors. And it is undeniable. It would be a consensus vote. It was a unanimous vote. We had one person there that was off the rails, hammered, needed to be kind of like settled down. He was...
trying to, I think, kiss Boyle on the mouth multiple times. Oh, we got close to tonguing, too. Yeah. There was a spilling of shots and a bottle of booze that nearly went down and stumble and bumbling, stumbling, bumbling. It was quite the scene. There was uh, some consternation from Bob and Nancy. Management. Management. Apparently, Bob didn't want to take over the grill because uh, a hot grill with this kind of side show is not going to be safe. And Boyle put in hours, hours with this person, hours, talking him down, feeding him water, being patient, holding him up, sitting him down, going to get water, trying to get him to eat. It was a valiant effort. I told Boyle he had earned a a medal of valor for that performance. And, you know, he said, hey, no problem, not a problem. I wanted to make sure everybody else had a good time. He said, one of my buddies can get out of control as well, so I've done it before. No worries. But beyond missing bacon, beyond the four and a half oinks, and beyond oiling Boyle, Pat Boyle got stars. And he did it so that everybody else could have a good time. And every listener there said, I don't know if you noticed this, but Boyle is is a man. He's he's a soldier. And I was like, no doubt. We all noticed this. He he gets high marks. I'm going to say something's going to sound crazy to the ear, but I am being def- definitely serious here. If Pat Boyle goes into that club with Plexico Burris, the Giants win back-to-back Super Bowls. Not a terrible take. After what I saw him do with knockout Neil. Not a terrible take. What we saw is that Boyle can... <laughs> not a terrible thing. <laughs> it's not. He can, no, because D.A. knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, okay. Well, what we saw from Boyle was, and I told this to the Bourbon Bell, I said what we saw from Boyle when I, when I went home and gave her kind of the recap was an integrity from Boyle that I... He's a fun guy. He's a good dude. He's a, he's a, he's a great entertainer, talented but the integrity was he did something that he wasn't going to get any credit for, and he did it for the best of everybody else. Well, well and I will say this. I'm, it was unintentional, but I received two spits in the face in a row in front of Boyle and when I was trying to handle a situation. The situation. Full-blown spit that I had to wipe from my face twice, and he could see I was teetering on angry to It was I'm, a Bill Romanowski situation? I'm losing my patience here, and Boyle... Slid right in, and I got one of these, Shawnee, I got this. And it was two hours of hard work from that point forward because I was I, – I rarely do I get that angry, but it was it had crossed the line for me. But let me ask the group this because before all of that, during the show, Boyle was having fun. Without this situation developing, is Boyle the one that we're taking care of by noon on Friday? Boyle was having a really good time. He was a couple of drinks in by the time we oiled him up, and he was certainly feeling himself. I got a feeling that Boyle, A, knows how to handle his booze better than the person that we talked about, and B, knew that it was a station situation, yes. and he couldn't go that far. Yes, because I... I, I <laughs> yeah, you were hammered yourself, Pete. No, I was not. No, no, no. I, no, I was not. I think but, we were all feeling good, but nobody was hammered. Yeah, he, he had... Um, the Mimosa station was up, and I, I said to him, hey, remember, you have to be on the air later and, and whatnot. He's like, don't worry about it. I got it all under control. He knows. Boyle was on the air later that day? No, I mean with us. Oh, 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> he hosted for Gail. I was gonna say. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, but like, he understood. Yeah. He understood yeah. what he could do. He he was. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, what Boyle did on Friday was, you know, what a mama hen does. You throw the wings up to protect the rest of the the baby birds for what is happening, and he did it so that everybody else, listeners, us, family, Bob and Nancy, didn't have to do the dirty work, and so that everybody could have a good time. And there is a real integrity that is that that's that talks about him there. The terms locker room leader and hard hat guy get thrown thrown around a lot here, easily and irresponsibly at times. Boyle on Friday, locker room leader, hard hat guy. Now, let me also ask you about Boyle. I got a text from somebody who used to work here that said, I love... Somebody that I used to know. I'm just going to say the sentence because we haven't talked much about this aspect. I'm tired of hearing about Boyle's athleticism after seeing him with his shirt off. <laughs> well, then fo- the follow-up text was, talk about unimpressive. <laughs> that, that was a minor surprise of the day. Now, did that come from an unimpressive athletic-looking guy? <laughs> yeah, oh, good for point. sure. Good point. I'll just say it was Joey Waller, breaking bad news <laughs> to Joey Waller. Oh, 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 Waller? Take it Waller yeah. said, talk about unimpressive. He said, droopy moves, not exactly what you picture with the shirt off. Coming from a bottle of homogenized milk. <laughs> Miller on Twitch is not going to lie. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I mean, Boyle is not in his Northwoods League peak no, anymore. Oh, no. He's let it slip since hardball summer college baseball in Milwaukee. And he did, he did also prep us for this when he, he said, what was the most recent holiday that he just went off the rails for? I, I forget, but he's like, once that... Once that Flag day? I mean, benchmark Saturday. <laughs> he said he started drinking and eating everything inside that he was not going to be cut for he was this. Not- no, he took his shirt off. We're like, oh, Okay. That's a Sean defense. I had one bad day of eating, and I'm no longer Schwarzenegger. No, I think he said I got one bad day of eating, so I'm not going to try anymore. <laughs> Maybe that it was, was Memorial it? Day weekend. Yeah, it was Memorial Day weekend. He said he ate and drank his way through the weekend. So what's he just he, was, what's he done? Doesn't eat nothing but ice cream since then? I mean, <laughs> he's not that bad. No, he's not that bad. He just wasn't cut. We thought we were going to get like a ripped. No, I mean when you hear the trials and tribulations of Boyle sending the girls home with the signed baseballs, you just you know. <laughs> You expect a little more than that. Yeah, you want an ab or two, some definition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, it was more body to oil. <laughs> the way I look oh, you're making him out to be like he was. He looked like Sean. Well, yeah, no, uh, it was. Yeah, what? Oh no, I may still trade places with him physically, <laughs> but I, I was expecting to feel worse physically when he took his shirt off, there, and I didn't. There have been new nickname rumors swirling up. He's just going to be known as Meat from now on. <laughs> Boyle is now meat. He just looks like a, a hunk of meat. <laughs> meat. Not fat, but meat. just there. He is meat. He's meaty. Well, what I thought was good was if he was going to handle somebody who spit in your face multiple times, Mraz, we needed some bulk in there. We needed some mass to be able oh, to take. we did. Yeah, you could tell those two would shoulder up and square up in a hockey fight on skates for sure. But he was just, he should have gotten that, that bacon trophy. We just didn't know why yet, and we found out later in the day. Was the spitting in your face disrespectful, or he was just yelling and talking loud so that he spat? He got so close to my face that he, he was like, he went, but it was like he even noticed. He said sorry the first time, then did it again. But it was so much. Like, my face was sprayed. My brother-in-law <laughs> had to wipe me off with his shirt. And that Boyle was right there. He's like, this is getting out of hand. Like, I told yeah. him to stop once, and he didn't listen for the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It was the lone 
lone ugly incident of the day, but Boyle did um, he did God's work, man. He's got my respect forever because you don't ever want to be the dude that has to take away from your own good time because somebody else is having too good a time, and Boyle did that for everybody. So that was that was really impressive. All right. Moving on, Bogues has headlines. And guys, at Bob's Bar, Ricky Fowler was sitting pretty good at 8-under after round one of the U.S. Open. Fowler got to yesterday at 10-under, then shot a 5-over-75 to finish um, at just minus 5. Five shots behind your winner, Wyndham Clark. I just didn't have it today. Um, iron play was was uh, very below average and... Um, didn't make anything, so uh, that's that's a big thing in majors, especially on a Sunday. But this is still Fowler's best finish at a major in more than five years. As for Clark, he had never made the cut of the U.S. Open before. Now he's the champ, 10 under, one shot better than Rory McIlroy. It's the first major title for a man who was 293rd in the world golf rankings just a year ago. Bradley Beal's going to Phoenix. Chris Paul's going to Washington, at least. The Suns and Wizards reportedly have a mega deal in place, starring Beal in the $200 million left on his contract. The Wizards take back CP3, Landry Shamit, multiple second-rounders, and pick swaps. The Clippers, or another team, might get involved to take Paul and his 30 mil off Washington's hands. And Lou Williams retiring after 17 NBA seasons, which included three six-man-of-the-year awards. Williams has scored more bench points than any other player ever. He only started 122 games over those 17 seasons. A quick start for U.S. men's soccer against Canada in Vegas in the Nations League final. Second U.S. quarter. Reina to the edge of the six and it's Chris Richards with the opener that's from Paramount plus Chris Richards scoring in the 12th minute the Americans got another before halftime winning two nothing with Matt Turner making four saves the U.S. has not lost at home to Canada since 1957 take a sip of that Gordon (laughs) in Vancouver eat it Gordon eat it Vancouver eat Eat it. it A doubleheader sweep for the Red Sox yesterday. 6-2 in the afternoon. 4-1 on Sunday night baseball over the Yankees. Brian Bayo okayed 8 over 7. Scott Bayo In that nightcap, Boston's won five of their six meetings so far this season. And the Giants got their first three-game sweep at Dodger Stadium since August of 2012 with a 7-3 victory. It's only their sixth three-game sweep in L.A. since the team's moved to California in 58 and from the WNBA, wow, the Suns. That's surprising. Yeah, I mean, there haven't always been bad giant teams. Yeah. Uh, and from the WNBA, the Sun, an 83 74 win at the Sparks. Dewana Bonner, 20 points, nine boards. And now a suggestion. Uh, why don't we get stunned? Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. A few listeners, not surprisingly, sent this one in. It's about a Belgian TikTok mini celebrity 
who faked his own death recently. Wow. David Bairton and his family came up with the plot with the kids posting tributes to their dad on social media to move it along. <laughs> Two weekends ago, mourners gathered for the funeral, oh, but no. instead, a helicopter landed nearby and David popped out with a camera crew saying, oh, welcome God. to my funeral. Oh. Some people were just happy to have him back. Others were confused. Others were pissed. Uh, and here's his explanation. <laughs> David didn't like the way some of his family and friends were treating him. So this was to teach them a lesson. Be nicer to me and others while you can. Did they say how he faked his death? They did not say, I I didn't see an explanation of how he died, but his family acted like their dad and husband had passed away. And their family, his family knew that he didn't. His wife and his kids were in on it. Nobody else was. So there were people standing there like... Assuming, you know, coming off an emotional week of losing their friend, whatever, and then here he comes in a helicopter. Haha, I gotcha. That's terrible. I'm out. That's really terrible. Although I feel like, Pete, would you do this to see who really cared about you? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, it a little depend. heat check. <laughs> <laughs> it would depend upon how bad I was getting treated. If I was getting treated horribly, then maybe. But yeah. I mean, is it right? To tell everybody outside of your wife and kids you're dead and let them grieve and mourn and live in shock. It depends how much you like them. Well, well, and the lesson to see who really cared about you that showed up. That's the other part of this. I mean, how egotistical do you have to be? Who cares? It's what, a now you're not going to talk to them the rest of your life? The, the way that some people manipulate everybody else for TikTok and for YouTube use, et cetera, is pretty despicable. But this one is a is a pretty bad oh, low. This is unacceptable. I mean, imagine if you learned of somebody's death and then they dropped out of a helicopter at the funeral and said, ha ha, not really. <laughs> You'd be like, wait a second. Why what? did I dress up for this? I never want to be friends with that person again after that. Yeah, it would only enhance right. how much you hated them. Right, exactly. That's not cool. That's not cool to fake death. Can't fake that. No. But if Pete did it, and we had a bad week of schedules, you know, hosts not showing up, misplaced anchors, I wish Pete was still here. Ha ha, I am. Where's my raise? Pete would be so upset at how disappointed we'd be when he walked back in. (laughs) No, see, I would do it and it wouldn't work. Right, we'd be like, no, no, he's still around. They're trying to put me in a coffin. (laughs) It wouldn't work. (laughs) And everybody here would actually die in the the process. (laughs) Lock me in the coffin. (laughs) No, really, guys, he de- he's dead. Yeah. No, he faked this death. No, no, no. no, no. Unfortunately, it went wrong. <laughs> and of everybody in the network, who would cry over Pete's death? Marinick. Okay. Nobody. Assistant PD Dave Marinick, who also helps out with scheduling. Right. His real Carlos, because you don't know if he's genuine about anything, so he would make sure he conjured up the tears. <laughs> wow. Wow. That, now, was, that was rude. Yeah. Was it? You don't think anything Carlos does is authentic? I mean, some things have to be. I'm just not sure what is. Wow. I thought he was a really authentic guy. Now you make me question whether he's authentic or not. Well, bogus laugh loud enough, so you tell me whether bogus agreed so or not. I, I understand the point. If the point is Carlos is hard to read, that I will agree with. Because he, yes. he said a couple of things to me that I'm like, I don't, is that a shot? Is that like that? So, yes. Really? Yes. A shot at you? I mean, even Friday, he showed up, and I was sitting talking to your mom and somebody else, Sean. He said, this is not what I expected from you at this point of the morning. And I I looked at him like, huh? 
and I think he meant he, he thought I was going to be gone by then, which implies that I'm like a square, and I wouldn't have hung out and had fun. I'm second thought I like Carlos. Yeah. Nailed that one. <laughs> hey. With this guy leaving by 10-15, I'm the coolest guy no, in the room DA, usually. That's no, no, no. DA deserves credit here. He broke his string this yeah. year, but the first two years, I looked like a party animal yeah. compared to him. Now we show, we just need DA to have a baby. He wanted no part of going home. Right. <laughs> he's like, and he's here again today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be noted that I didn't leave for good the first two Bob's Bars. I left for a nap to come back. Yes. I, I stuck around last year until it got dark. Ah, uh, you made it to Madison Square Garden maybe, when it got dark. Okay, maybe I left 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Yeah, yeah you're right. It, w- yeah. it wasn't dark. It was like 1. But yeah. 1, you think? Yeah, the year before you stayed, because like, we did the, the clam yeah. chowder. Yeah, the clam later. chowder thing. We that... just couldn't find you for the clam chowder because you were asleep. But right. we didn't do that until 5 o'clock that day, <laughs> right. you tell me. Right. So we kept drinking. You were gone from 1 to 4. So I wasn't gone <laughs> that long. Folks. It was long and no one knew where you were because you no. just disappeared. Even your, Sean's mom said, if DA does another Irish goodbye this year, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you come back after the Irish goodbye, it's not an Irish goodbye. It's an Irish hello. <laughs> it's an I'm Irish, not dead. I'm back. It's an Irish hang on. It, it's an Irish hold, hold on. on. That's an Irish hold on. I just do the Irish hold on. <laughs> When we come back, Rob Manfred, Tone Deaf, DA, CBS Sports Radio. Oh, it's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. The DA Show on your smart speaker. Tell it to play CBS Sports Radio. You know, Rob Manfred's got a lot of nerve. And I don't know if he's tone deaf, if he's clueless. If maybe he's the type of guy that opens up his mouth that doesn't realize what he's saying and then goes back and regrets it, because I've heard that he's actually a good guy in person, that if you got to talk to him off air without a microphone, he's a very normal guy. Maybe that's how he got that job. But when he says that it wouldn't have made a difference to strip the Astros in 2017 of the World Series trophy because, quote, it's just a piece of metal. It totally demeans the value of your own championship trophy. Could you imagine if the NHL called the Stanley Cup, quote, just a piece of metal? And now you have a fan base who has been run through a ringer and told, don't show up. We don't want to be here. The stadium's gross. There's possums taking your tickets at the gates. And the team stinks. It's a minor league roster. We're not trying to win. And then they don't show up. They finally say, we want to show you that we would show up if you gave us a reason to. And Manfred says, quote, at least they finally put together a a crowd that's a regular season crowd. Again, snubbing, totally thumbing your nose at the efforts of a, a region and a city whose fans should not be held responsible here. They're not the lawmakers. They're not deciding whether the A's stay or not. It's not like if the A's had sellouts at the Coliseum every day this year, suddenly the A's were staying. The A's have decided they're out of there because they can't get the stadium built. That's not the fans' fault. Sorry, it's not. That's how government works and politics work and lawmakers work and and how tax dollars are spent. Okay, that's not the fans. And for Manfred to bleep on that, Shame on Rob Manfred. Shame on Rob Manfred.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.